Attention all teachers and pupils, this is Lamar Bone, assistant principal. <coughs> I'm sure you pupils will be pleased to know that this is Lamar Bone, assistant principal. Tomorrow you will have your pictures taken for Lamar Bone, assistant principal. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny! <laughs> Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where 330-somethings share collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. Hello, hello. And Jim. Ahoy, hoy. Today we're going to cover part two of episode three of Doug. Uh, in all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Uh, episode three, part two's title is Doug's Big Nose, which is, is a central theme of this episode it begins with doug writing in his journal and he's saying uh tomorrow is picture swap day and on in this scene there's just a couple weird things uh on his shelves one of my favorite parts of the the show is like looking at the weird shit on the walls and the shelves and uh on his shelves he has a ventriloquism dummy that looks like him giant bongos a giant football and a huge picture of himself (laughs) Imagine putting a picture of yourself in your like in your room. That's so I, weird. I mean, his dad's a photographer, so that part at least True. makes sense. But I mean, I'm just I'm just imagining my face above my bed, and it's like creeping me out. <laughs> you looking down on yourself, smiling, smiling. Right. <laughs> so he writes in his journal that it's time for picture day, uh, and then it transitions into the classroom with Mr. Bone on the announcements, talking about picture day. And I want to point out here, uh, there's a couple of gems in Mr. Bone's office. The first is, he has a picture of just himself standing in front of the pyramids wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Like, <laughs> not only shirt. is that grim, it's like, <laughs> like somehow inappropriate. Like, why are you wearing a Hawaiian shirt to Egypt? It's, it's not... Standard no, boomer vacation attire. All right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> this is what he wears in his off time. Second, he has a degree from Bloatsburg State University. Now, we know Doug moved from Bloatsburg, but Bloatsburg isn't a state, obviously. Yeah, I... Oh, so, like, how is it Blo- Bloatsburg... Like, are we in the United States <laughs> in Doug? Like, are there different states in Doug? Is Bloatsburg supposed to be, like, Virginia? Lots of lore in these, like, first... <laughs> Two minutes of this episode. The Doug Extended like, Universe. Yeah, I just don't... It doesn't make any sense. Regardless, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Bone went there. It's definitely <laughs> not a fake degree to get him to be vice principal <laughs> of this okay. school. Working a long con. <laughs> right. He's working his way up to the top of the Honker Burger, starting, starting at this uh, small-time school. Any day now, Bone is going to turn on Butt Savage and he'll never see it coming. <laughs> I still can't fucking believe that's that character's name. <laughs> the principal, Mr. Butt Savage, yes. Uh, oh, so, Christ. Mr. Bone is like, it's time for picture swap day. And the entire classroom cheers. Like, everyone is so into this. Roger Grin Don. is feral. He is yeah, it's just, amazing. It, he looks like he's a wolf <laughs> who has just scented prey. <laughs> So everyone is like totally into this idea of photo swap day. And then literally the next scene, Doug says to Skeeter, Skeeter, what's photo swap day? (laughs) Doug, it's in the title. It's like, 
You can't make it any simpler. It's when like, we give an offering Skeeter to Paul. Skeeter drew pictures for him. Like, um, like, I wrote this down, too. It was utterly amazing. Just, <laughs> god damn. That tells me Doug was also just cheering to fit in. Right. And he was, like, he was like wildly cheering, like, arms in the air. Yeah. Mouth wide open. <laughs> He's just, like, just yes. absolutely just the stupidest character. A source of joy that is not me personally <laughs> suffering. Hooray! Yet. 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 <laughs> yet. Good point. Hold up. <laughs> So everyone is so pumped for Fixer Swap Day. And we learn from Skeeter what photo swap day is. It is exactly what it sounds like. It's where everyone gets a picture taken and you swap them. And Skeeter says, uh, Last year, I traded with everybody uh, except Patty Bannies. She ran out. Yeah, I bet she's really popular. Isn't Skeeter supposed to be her friend? Like, does she, does she just like, oh, fuck off, Skeeter? You give it to everyone else that doesn't have a name in this series. Yeah. The high priestess and the master of ceremonies must be separate roles. <laughs> it is part of the rite. Well, also remember that, like, in the first episode, whenever we saw Patty at the Honkerberg, she was always by herself. Like, yeah. she's very rarely traveling with friends. So I guess people just, like, want her photo, but, like, don't want to hang out with her. Which I guess there's... is kind of what Duck does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no precedence for her being popular thus far in yeah. the series. Also, she's like, oh, yeah, most popular girl in school. In our traditional trip to Doug's imagination... Doug imagines, like, this is one of the first times in Doug's imagination that something horrible isn't happening. <laughs> Doug imagines mm-hmm. Patty giving all of her photos to him, and why? What that Doug has done... Absolutely gives him, psycho. What that Doug that do- has done gives him the slightest idea she even registers his existence. What has she done beyond existing in proximity to him? There is no bond between you, Doug. You are someone who is at the same school and who evidently somewhere off screen she told what beatball was. <laughs> That's it. Well, That's the extent of the connection between you. Doug says in his fantasy, <laughs> he imagines that Patty says, now you'll have one for every day of the year. Which That means either they hand out 365 <laughs> photos or Doug doesn't know how many days are in a year. And that he just needs the same, this is probably the same photo that yeah. he needs every day. In <laughs> Maybe the year. different sizes. That's given so him a lot of credit. extra psychotic when he like hangs up every one of them on his walls. All different <laughs> sizes of Patty looking down at him. Has red string drawn oh, between man. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining the fucking uh, red dragon scene where he just like is disrobing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like uh, he just gets in the bath the cupboard in photos of Patty. Dear diary. <laughs> do, 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 Today do, I was do, witness do, to a great do, becoming. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the creepiest shit. Just so weird. Just so it's either incredibly creepy or Doug is a very stupid person. It's so <laughs> hard know? to tell. Could could be either. Probably right. both. Right. 
Anyway, we now move on to a beautiful moment where we finally get to the place where me, Mike, and Sam have lived all of our days and will live all of our days. <laughs> the Ding Dong Daycare. Right. Skeeter, uh, as they're having this conversation, Skeeter's like, hey, I need to go pick up my baby brother from Ding Dong Daycare, which, as Jim states, is where we're from. And, okay, so Skeeter is also 11, right? Um, yeah. And he's allowed to pick up a two-year-old from daycare. Oh yeah, yep. Right, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Just throw him out the door. Like we weren't watching him. Anyway. Put him in the put him in the bike basket. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Actually, Skeeter's a skateboard. He's just like carrying his his ch- child brother above his <laughs> above his head while he skates skateboards. Right. And arguably, this place, this ding dong daycare, like takes a lot of care of the kids that are there because they counted the words that Dale said. Dale is the younger brother. Uh, They counted the words that he said uh, and was like, yeah, you know, here's all his progress. And Skeeter goes, oh, man, I hope he'll be able to string them into a sentence Well, he goes it pretty nice. Little Dale said cool 12 times and man six times. Maybe he'll put them together tomorrow and make his first sentence. Cool, man. (laughs) Man, cool. Which, I, Little Dale's character design is he is a blueberry. And then he says, Hi, your blood nerds. In an incredibly someone around the office was asked to do a tiny baby voice voice. Hi, your blood nose. It's basically one of these. Somebody doing a very bad Donald Duck. Keep going. <laughs> Just do the rest of the show in this voice. Yeah, my voice wasn't <laughs> offensive enough already. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so he says to Doug, Dale says to Doug, hiya, big nose, in his first sentence, which not, like, his sentence not only is, like, well-structured, has a topic, shows that he recognizes the person in front of him and is speaking to that person in, like, a formal address. Like, he goes from saying cool and man separate times throughout the course of the day to just, like, here's this full sentence in order to talk shit on Doug. Like, already way smarter than Doug is. (laughs) A three-year-old just comes in from off-screen and just overhand dunks Doug (laughs) into the center of the earth. (laughs) And, and like, okay, so let's let's be... Okay, so Doug, like, freaks out about this. He's like, oh, my God, my nose is big. Um, But let's be clear here. Dale is, like, two or three years old, and two or three-year-olds are the most mean people in the world. Oh, yeah, they're jerks. Absolutely. There's zero empathy because they're just discovering the sense of self and so they don't recognize what it means to like be kind to someone else and so like Doug is having a crisis over the meanest person in the world yeah he's worried about the perspective of somebody who eats crayons yes (laughs) also he is so overwhelmed by this that he's knocked the ground by it and narrates, speaking aloud, with Skeeter and Dale looking at him, <laughs> that this is when it hit him. Just imagine what Skeeter and Dale are thinking looking at this. You do not have to worry about Big Nose being the key thing they're worried about anymore, Doug. C- cool, man, Hawk Hawk. <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean... It's 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 just wild that I mean we've learned that pretty much anything can set Doug off, but the fact that like a literal baby, baby. he's worried about what a baby thinks of him, a baby that doesn't probably have object permanence. And then and then fucking Roger rolls up, doesn't he? (laughs) 
<laughs> Roger just materializes out of nowhere, having been hanging out by the daycare because, again, Doug has showed a moment of weakness, and therefore Roger is summoned Fight Club style. Okay, it's like in Dark Souls when you summon a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy is oh, here shit, to help. Giant me. dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just okay, I just something just came to me as we're thinking of this. I think I finally understand all that Doug Roger erotic fan art because I think Roger feels the same way about Doug that Doug feels about Patty. He's just following Doug everywhere, taking notes <laughs> on everything he does, and is just like, yeah, no, I'm this is we're friends and I'm gonna say something to Doug because I live in his backyard. Yeah, I mean when kids like each other, they're mean to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I Roger's bullying, I have to stress, has improved. He has identified <laughs> a point of weakness and is exploiting it to just cause insecurity in a target. But I will say that he his comeback is just repeating a baby's comeback. <laughs> yep. Because he says, why don't you get two pictures taken, one for you and one for that nose of yours? Like... He said in way too many words what Dale said in two words, three words. <laughs> yeah, so like Dale's look, Roger improving his yes. bullying. <laughs> There's a lot of room for growth here. By Roger stock, it has nowhere to go but up. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> so anyway, once again, Roger is the muse of the episode. And the chorus, and just the the inciting action into everything in this story because he was just there. Yep. So we go back to Doug. Uh, in we like cut to Doug in his room, writing in his journal and drawing. Uh, and he 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 draws himself. He draws himself with a big nose. And might I add, he he draws this instantly, and he also draws it better than the dog that he drew in the last episode. Uh, so yes. Doug is, like, an exceptionally talented artist, if we if we say that, like, this is what realism in this world looks like. Mm -hmm. It's photorealistic. Yeah. It does it in, like, two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Granted, like, people in this world don't have too many features, but still, like, he would be hailed as, like, a, a, a renaissance painter. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's like as good as, like, the photos in his room. Um, he's, he's absurdly talented if we, assume, if we, like, make the assumption that this is what life is like. Alternately, yes. we assume that du we are all perceiving the world through Doug's eyes, and Doug is incapable of recognizing anyone else as a series of crude, poorly colored-in drawings. <laughs> Yeah, he draws Porkchop flawed, but himself perfect. Ooh, oh, that's interesting. Big psychology. Damn. It's the fucking meek narcissism that we were talking about in previous episodes. Yeah. yeah. He hates himself, but he also just, like, can't get enough of it. Yeah. Like, man. We then cut to, like, why didn't anyone ever tell me I had a big nose? And I have to say, this is a solid depiction of tween body issues. Like, this is, yes, it's stupid and it's utterly pointless, but it's the kind of thing that tweens get extremely weird about because, okay, you are going through physical changes, things that you thought were always just a constant are changing, and it's weird, and you aren't sure where you are, and you're clumsy, and, oh god, is anyone else noticing? That part of this episode rings incredibly true. And I will give props for this is the first time that Doug has felt self-conscious about something in a way that did not feel horribly forced by Doug being an idiot. 
Yeah, but of course. Yeah. they fucked the landing up. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that when it comes. Yeah. And anyway, as he is marinating in this, he says, "What are you looking at?" To Pork Chop, who is the only thing in this entire show he can stand up to. Going to the home for infinite losers as it's never been seen before and in its most pure state, we established that they've been laughing at Doug since he was tiny for his gigantic nose. Right, it was to the point that his mom was embarrassed because like, his nose was so big. Like This is like something out of Akewood. This is some Philippe shit. It rules. You're a fucking ugly baby, Doug. <laughs> but he did it. He had a small n- ugly baby. Wait, wait, wait. In the last episode, we established that he could remember himself as a baby. And he didn't have a giant nose when he was riding Porkchop around in diapers. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. That's okay. Good. Um, no canon. No canon <laughs> Nothing happens. Pathetic. Nothing's Pathetic. <laughs> it's a show about nothing. <laughs> So this episode is like a foundational pillar in my Doug is an incel theory because like when he crosses out his, he he draws a photorealistic photo of himself and then crosses it out, which shows you that his entire self-worth is in his facial appearance. Like he puts it, everything into it. He says, I bet I have had a big nose all my life, even though he can see pictures of him being a baby, not having a big nose. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like, Nothing else about him matters other than his face. It's all just bundled in to total superficiality. Which, as as Jim pointed, like that that can be like a sticking point at that time yes, of your life. Like absolutely, that's, that's, that's totally understandable. But and, and I mean, they're building it up. They're, they're I mean, the, the episode is essentially about obsession, and then they build it up to we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. One of the parents, one of the people that were like commenting on Doug says, do you see the nostrils on that thing? And they don't even draw nostrils. They can't even like, fucking joke right. So I guess the answer is no. Just fucking, it's like they're missing a totally free layup. Yep. <laughs> like a free, like a layup on a hoop that's three feet off the ground. The score is zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, the score is 2-0. The tiny child who dunked on Doug definitely got two points. <laughs> Good point. So, then also in his Doug's closet, when he's going through his closet, because he wants to find like a disguise or something, he has a box labeled Do Not Open. Yeah. <laughs> ha. I missed that. It's, it's above a game called Clueless. So I, what I'm guessing is Do Not Open is the Don't Wake Daddy of the universe. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do not open. <laughs> <laughs> if you open the game, you lose. Yeah. Retails for $120. <laughs> Doug's like, this is amazing. I love this game. I'm so good at it. at it. I don't have to do it. <laughs> It's the only thing I've ever been good at. <laughs> I can just I can just leave it on the shelf, and if I'm a good boy, I win. <laughs> Yay! Oh god! <laughs> it's either that or it's all his nudie mags. <laughs> all his dad's nudie mags. Yeah, all his dad's nudie. Just periodically, Doug's dad wanders into his room to check out the box. Yeah, yeah dad, his dad put the box in there and just put do not open on it, and Doug just listens to the box yeah. and has never opened it. It's like, well, it's what the box says. That's what it says. I, can't, I mean, that's the rules. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I so mean, he has loose, an idea. Loose oh, sorry, lips sink ahead. ships. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So he has the idea that, hey, well, if my nose is big, maybe I can put on a clown's outfit and then it won't look as bad. <laughs> that I have. A clown's outfit yes. that I have. <laughs> Not actually a clown's outfit, because I have to we have to describe this yeah. episode, but he puts on a, a big leather jacket, uh fake glasses for some reason, <laughs> yeah. and then like big ears. Just making himself look really cool. <laughs> Very cool. Uh yeah, and so he just he does that and then he goes to class like late he like shows up late to class uh wearing this stuff so i guess he like didn't say bye to his parents as he left or maybe yeah. they were just like they maybe they were just like yeah be happy looks good dude yeah kids yeah. these days have so many better costumes than we used to have right so he shows up yeah, in he class. doesn't he doesn't ask anybody else about his nose either he just assumes it as like gospel i mean right, that, that part rings true old. that's like okay yeah. you're being self-conscious about something yeah. you already know and if you ask they'll, they'll only lie they're all true. working against you secrets Just lies etc a total miss for character development though true the only person he ever really talks to about is patty what the hell's character the development end. we're at the end of <laughs> history true. no developments oh, yeah. will happen <laughs> it's Who not is doug if you think about it <laughs> yeah man uh <laughs> Don't think about it. You think about who is Doug, and it's like, oh, there's a vast plane of nothingness. <laughs> That's Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> so, uh, Doug arrives in class, and um, I know that they're just, like, doing generic, like, pretend math speech, but do you want to dig into what the teacher says? Because it's like... Yes, please. So, since... <laughs> The teacher says, like, usually in, like, generic math speeches in shows, they'll just be like, yeah, A squared plus C squared equals whatever, right? Um, but in this one, she says, very specifically, she says, we are discussing primary variables. If A equals 1 and B equals all the numbers in the known world, then C equals some number unknown to A or B. That's awesome. No, it doesn't. No, it no. doesn't. <laughs> I just C like could how be variables work. Yeah, C could be fucking anything, lady. What are you doing? But I guess she's technically correct because A or B don't know what C is because A or B don't really know, like aren't dependent on anything. Yeah, no, they're not dependent in any way. There's <laughs> This has to be in a formula of some kind. This is just, I think I know why Jim Jenkins does cartoons. <laughs> he was not good at math. Anyway, I love that. I love that statement. I think it's <laughs> I think it's perfect for this show. Yeah, it sounds like it means something on first a, glance, and then you think about it for a quarter of a second, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, it's good. No! It's a metaphor. Then, Shut up! And then Doug f- finds a way to make it even more insane. If A equals how big my nose is now, and B represents my nose's annual rate of growth, then by the time I finish college... And then he has an imagination where he's just a nose. Right. Like, that's not... You, you've you seen adults, Doug. You know how this works. But this is also, like, the fifth time we've been to Hiffle in about two minutes of show. Like, they're really running low on... Like, this is... A lot of this is happening in Doug's imagination. Yeah. So, one thing about this, though... Uh, also, Skeeter is still supportive. Obviously, he's your buddy. Yeah, like, normally if you're going to Hiffle for your horrible issue of whatever the hell, like, you'd expect that they'd still be laughing at it, but no, as the nose is being given its college degree, Skeeter's just like, hell yeah, and everybody's still clapping. And and like, in this scene, Doug is, like, giving the valedictorian speech. 
Yeah. So he's like, he's like doing well. Smart ass nose. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is one of the, this is like a scene where like something, you know, that he's insecure about is happening. But at the same time, he's like imagining himself in a positive light in this one. He's the valedictorian. In a better bad show for children, this is the, actually, you can succeed no matter what. But no, it's still being played for, oh no. Right. I'll be somehow different from all other people. I won't conform. It doesn't matter how smart I am or how much of a good person I am if I'm ugly. <laughs> yep. Fortunately, Doug will not have to worry about either of those things being a problem. <laughs> Man. So, so he starts, doesn't he just like immediately then go to another fantasy realm like right after this? He goes to well, the no, bathroom. no. Here's the thing. He goes oh. to the bathroom and while he's looking in the mirror, he says... Maybe I'm making too big a deal about this. <laughs> Doug, this is episode three of the show. You can't go giving away the moral to literally every dilemma <laughs> Jim Jenkins is going to throw at you. It's the first moment of self-awareness he's had. Yeah, the and first quite moment possibly like, the last. Like the first moment of like almost healing for a minute. Oh, I got it. And then, of course, Roger was taking a shit. <laughs> Roger was there. Roger was following him. After all, it's just a nose. Pinocchio, nice outfit. <laughs> Even though, wait, he asked to be excused from class, and Roger uh-huh. was in that class, so I guess Roger was also like, "Oh man, Roger. I'm gonna." Hey, I'm gonna... <laughs> can I be let out to go just give Doug some more shit? Yeah, maybe Roger was pounding off. <laughs> <'Cause> he <laughs> is thirteen. He was in the stalls. So. We have established this is canon. Right. <laughs> yes. Roger's thinking about picking on Doug. He's like, oh, I just got to rub one out really quick before I do this. <laughs> maybe my head straight. <laughs> maybe it's what got him in the mood to pick on right. Doug. He's like, I can't. He's like, it's not working, man. It's not working. Oh, shit. Yeah, funny's here. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, Scoot funny. Uh, your nose. Bad. <laughs> got him. Oh, oh yeah. That does it for me. Oh, God, that's it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> We take one more fucking trip to the imagination zone. Patty is terrified of Doug's nose in his picture. The end. Well, she says, you poked my nose out. Call an ambulance help. Uh, <laughs> or she, your nose poked my eye po- out, excuse me. Yeah, I Which, think they reuse that gag like t- two or three more times in the episode. It wouldn't yeah, surprise me. Like, it wasn't good the first time, and it wasn't good as a callback. <laughs> well, that's Doug. <laughs> so... Roger's insult here is nice outfit. And then Doug's response is very funny, Roger. And I had like a very 420 moment where I was like, maybe it's very last name, Roger. You know, his <laughs> last name is funny. Very he's, that's he's, not- he's, he's owning the outfit. And I was just like, I have my brain to. That's pretty good. Yeah. He'd be like, it's a, he's like, it's a very funny outfit. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. You got it. This is, this is me, baby. But no, Doug's not that confident. He's trying. <laughs> no. to, he was trying to do a, a comeback, and it was very weak. And then we have to move on to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Because <laughs> that's Doug. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, it's tomorrow now. Yeah, just Doug inadvert. Uh, Doug inadvertently stumbles across Roger's body issues <laughs> because, like, hey, hair looking good and pointy, Roger. Shut up. And okay, you have a moment where. Someone who was more competent or smart or empathetic than Doug, all incredibly low bars, could have recognized that, wait, Roger is self-conscious about his hair. A good person could take this as, oh, we all have something we're worried about. I, I get it now. 
an asshole could say, ha, Roger's self-conscious about his hair. I can make his life hell. Doug just sits there and is like, well, that is an event that has transpired. <laughs> Moving on. Let's forget it's Absolutely about that. reality just flying over his head Again. at all times. <laughs> yeah, uh, so there that happens, and then Skeeter rolls up, and he goes, oh, man, I just got my picture taken. I can still see the little spots in front of my eyes. Yeah, I'll miss them when they're gone. I, like that's like a little little joke, but like uh, let's remember that like every person who's getting their picture taken is like blind, like like disoriented, and like something happens to them when they get their picture taken. Skeeter is seeing the vision; <laughs> he has ascended. He's gonna yeah. miss them when they're gone. Yes, his insight. Oh. Grant us blind spots. <laughs> Grant us blind spots to cleanse our beastly idiocy. God. So they then go to lunch, uh, having n- no longer discussing this and Roger leaving somewhere. They go to lunch, which is just beets. It's just all beets. That's <laughs> yes. all that's available at Welcome lunch. to Gulag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just literally a plate of beets, and that's what everyone has. It's not that that's what they chose to got to get uh, at, at the lunch at the cafeteria. Uh, it's just everyone has beets, and Patty and BB sit down with Doug and Skeeter and Doug's like oh oh hell yeah right he's like yeah Patty's here but is he (laughs) yes because Patty says who knows and like knows oh no he thinks it's a veiled shot at him then uh Bebe comments something about how yeah no some people need to like Keep their big noses out of other people's business. Yeah. And that's an okay, kind of questionable, and I can see that one being, okay, that's a veiled shot. And then... I think some people should just keep their big... And she pauses for a tiny second. Noses out of other people's business. Looks at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is fucking with him now. That's not a question. That's a statement of pure cold fact. This reminds me of reading about, like, prodromal schizophrenia signs, where you just start seeing patterns that don't actually exist. Oh, shit. Yeah. The voice director told Patty, no, you really gotta just hammer that nosy, because otherwise the kids watching this might not get it. And the side effect of that is that, no, actually, it does sound like she is ripping on you, Doug. This is not in your imagination. She has identified your weak point and is poking at act- Doug's actually sitting at a table by himself this entire scene. <laughs> oh, no, Skeeter is there. Skeeter yes. would not leave the sacrifice unattended. S- Skeeter's astrally projecting. <laughs> Skeeter's actually producing this hallucination. Right. He's feeding these thoughts directly into... Doug's brain hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a hole because there's, you know, nothing there. Yeah, pretty yes. much. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they, they move on uh, and Doug's like, I don't want to get my picture taken. I don't want to get He like freaks out and runs away from the table. And like, no one cares. Like, Skeeter follows him, <laughs> yes. but he's not like, he's not like concerned. He's just like, oh, hey, what are you doing now? Oh, look at that, Doug, having a panic attack and running away to throw up in the bathroom <sighs> again. again. <laughs> oh, oh, nuts. Tuesday already, huh? Right, and like Patty and Baby, like we've established that, like at least so far, we've sort of established that while Patty may not be like into Doug, at least she's like civil with him, right? At least she's like yes. And she's they sat down at a table with she's, Doug and Skeeter, but she's has like no concern. Neither does Baby. They're just like, oh, that's weird. Bye. 
let's eat these fucking beets. left again yeah but um so skeeter skeeter's like man what are you what are you doing and doug goes i'm not gonna get my picture taken uh skeeter's like you can't unless maybe it's, the it's the rules you can't disobey the rules doug and instantly all of his willingness to act fucking evaporates well no he actually has a moment of like how do i get out of this i'm gonna take an action but immediately fucks it up he's like oh i'll pretend to be sick no that's the thing he's informed it's the rules to have his picture taken and all his willingness to act evaporates and then skeeter says unless you get sick and oh good there's a way that i can accomplish my non-goal without offending authority (laughs) and then authority sees doug coming and shuts him down instantly Right. Yeah, well, that was this, a productive scene, use of our time. Yeah, this scene is such a waste of time because it absolutely goes nowhere. No jokes. Just a total waste. Total waste of airtime. I guess they were just trying to pad the episode out. That's the only explanation I have. You're talking about the nurse's office? A, yeah, yeah, the nurse's office. total dead end. So one thing, of, there's, there's two small things in the nurse's office that I want to uh, make a call to. The first is he gives like three reasons why he might be sick like he like drew like spots on his face and he's coughing he's like oh i've got the turkey pox and she's like nope and he's like oh i got like the rabbit flu she's like nope and then the third thing he says is i might have an allergic reaction to beets and that is like he's supposed to be like making a joke there like a far like past but that is like the most reasonable of those choices right you can actually be having an allergic reaction to beets it's like Doug has never been sick before. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you think you could come up with anything. Literally like, anything. It, my, my head hurts. Like, there you go. You're done. You got it. You made it. Right. Instead, yeah. he draws stuff on himself and says he's... And then he puts yellow things. dots on himself. Right. It's yeah. like, do you have acne, Doug? <laughs> Remember, kids, adults are all-knowing and all-seeing. There is no point in attempting to confound authority. It will have you in an instant. Right, when you have brilliant strategies such as turkey pox and the kangaroo flu. <laughs> but, uh, so, so, God damn. <laughs> I mean, to speaking... Fucking awful. To speaking to the, like, incompetency of, the, of this, like medical facility there's a pic there's a poster on the wall obviously of a sign that says don't choke no joke and it shows a four-step process and the four steps is like step one someone's choking step two slam them on the back which is actually like bad advice like that'll make them choke harder right uh Mm -hmm. and step three and four is like the person dying (laughs) 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 like i couldn't super make out what was happening in it because it's like it's like kind of a low resolution video and like the drawing style for stuff in the background isn't that great anyway but it kind of looks like a person lying on the ground (laughs) but it's just like yeah this isn't a joke don't choke or else you'll die (laughs) there's no way we can prevent this you will be struck in the path that will send your soul immediately to the next plane right and then you will fall down (laughs) speaking of souls and the next plane doug walking out of this goes and looks into a mirror and in that mirror, the other realm attacks. <laughs> the other, like, the images of the haunt his nightmares now taunt him from behind the mirror, mocking his gigantic schnoz. And I think this may have meaning. Doug may be tapping into the eldritch mysteries of the town. <laughs> Doug may just be a human gateway to the home for infinite losers that is tapped to give the town its vitality. In a meta sense, that statement is completely true, as without Doug's anxieties, there is no show. 
but in-universe, is Skeeter aware of this fact and strategically enabling them to preserve his life? Is Skeeter just pushing Doug's anxieties further because, yes, the longer Doug is worried about something, the longer I will exist. <laughs> he feels on the a town. more basic level, it's just them repeating lines that the show's already said. <laughs> they, did that, they did that at the very beginning with Mr. Bone, where Doug writes in his journal, I guess it's picture swap day, and then Mr. Bone says, I guess it's picture swap day. <laughs> it's episode three, just two, and the padding. And over again. Yeah. Yeah. The padding is already most of the show. <laughs> not, not the case with this episode of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, as demonstrated by the fact that this is our, what, fifth straight episode about uh, that goes more than double, more than triple, possibly more than quadruple the length <laughs> of the subject matter. True, yes. true. Um, That's because we're smart and have good things to say. Yeah, we're good. Some thoughts. TV shows that I've seen recently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So in this in this portal to the other world, uh, Patty is also there. But it turns out Patty was, and she's like, "Hey, Doug, Doug, what is it?" But it turns out she's actually saying that in the real world. And uh, Patty also crosses over between realms. The high priestess <laughs> knows all sights. Right, and she invites Doug to run with her, or at least like Doug is kind of like freaking out about his nose. I was a little hazy on like what's actually happening. No, I got you here. Go for it. Like. Patty expresses polite curiosity about what the hell is wrong with Doug, but she's in gym class, and so she's running. Now, you may ask, why is gym class running through the halls of the school, and why does Doug go outside of the school to follow them? The answer is Jim Jenkins doesn't care. Anyway, Doug proceeds to attempt to lie poorly to try to make himself look cool about how, uh, you know, somebody else has this thing about well actually like he sounds like me trying to talk over myself except for somehow even lamer patty that says oh you're worried about your nose aren't you how did you know i heard roger giving you a crap about it don't worry about it i think it gives you pause definitely not to think of what to say that would be polite (laughs) character you're one of a kind that's a total like backhanded compliment Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Secondly, she says, How did you know? Oh, I heard Roger giving you a hard time. That happened in the bathroom. <laughs> During yes. class. Right. Like, how? When did that happen? <laughs> do, do you have microphones in the bathroom? Maybe the high was... priestess sees oh. all, hears all. <laughs> it is hers to forgive and hers to condemn. <laughs> and then, like, when I when I was talking about, like, missing the landing, like, the landing here should have been, it doesn't matter what you look like, it matters about your character. It matters what's on the inside. Yeah. Not, like, hey, that one thing that's wrong with you, it's actually good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, and if say that that yeah. one thing didn't give you character, maybe that would be bad. But this one, yeah, don't no. worry about it. Right, like, like, the thing is, you can't do that as a concept, though, with the show, is because if you say it's what your character that matters, that means you have to actually improve your character. It means you actually have to have a character. Well, yes. his nose gives him character, you see, so he doesn't have to have anything. Yeah, God. 
and then having politely brushed off his concerns, she speeds up to get away from him, and <laughs> Doug trips over himself trying to keep up as an angelic choir sings. Character. You will never see a more perfect example of the nice guy pathology. A girl demonstrated the most token kindness to Doug, and he is ready to fucking declare marriage. And what's, what's, especially, what's especially sick about this is, like, traditionally women have a much harder time with their appearance and it's the woman telling the man hey don't worry about it not even don't worry about it it's like it's character you have character like it's like it's a total backwards of how this like should be going on yeah but the alternative would mean that giving patty mayonnaise any level of existence beyond the person whose job it is to forgive doug like okay sidebar did you ever see, like, did you ever read the Ender's Game books? Yeah. I only saw oh. the movie. <laughs> this is a weird role <laughs> reversal. Hell yeah. But the Ender's Game books are noteworthy because Orson Scott Card is profoundly screwed up and Ender is very much his self-insert. And there's a development in the sequel books, which are where Orson Scott Card goes deeper into his own personal psychology, where... He enters into his own imagination realm, and in a realm of pure possibility, he condenses two fully formed human beings with independent drives and agendas out of the firmament. And they are his older sister and his older brother. His older sister, whose role it always was to forgive him for his weakness, and his older brother, whose role it was to torture him and judge him for his weakness. You're seeing the same crazy horse shit right here. That same weird, horrible religious pathology of <laughs> it is the role of Roger Plotz to forever find the weakness in Doug Funny and excoriate it, to be the scourge, to cause Doug pain, for this is the only way he will learn. And then Patty's job is to forever just be there to say, no, actually, it's good. You're still a good person, Doug. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to get better. I like you just the way you are. You're perfect the way you are. Nothing has to change. Like, doesn't matter what other people say that you're weak, that you're stupid, that you're incredibly stupid, <laughs> that a small child has dunked you into the center of the earth. Like, that you show zero empathy for anyone else ever. <laughs> yeah, that as far as you're concerned, it is an entire character trait to think you're okay. It's all fine, Doug. It's all fine. Forever. And this thought goes through Doug's head as he flip face plants onto the track, trying to catch up to Patty, trying to jog to catch up and say, Well, that sure was a thing that happened to me. Like, there could be, like, in, we've talked a bit about the grim and gritty Doug reboot. <laughs> I cannot fucking wait to see Patty Mayonnaise, like, whoever is tasked with creating that, putting together a character for Patty Mayonnaise. Because there's nothing there. <laughs> just like called bluffington yes it's on the cw and it's all, so called bluffington good. it's on the cw and i think patty has a gun <laughs> <laughs> that's her character trait i think she fights ghosts i think patty fights ghosts <laughs> patty's in the lady ghostbusters reboot <laughs> re-reboot please re-reboot yes <laughs> 
god. Okay, where were we? <laughs> so, we're at the part where Doug is face planting on the ground. And can I make a quick snap back to reality that everyone in Doug's class is in PE right now and dressed for PE, and Doug is not. <laughs> he's just like, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like skipping, maybe he's skipping class in, a, in, in his not listening to authority moment. Maybe. Who knows? But, so... Doug gets called for photo day. Mr. Bone gets on a PA and it's like, everyone whose names begin with F come to the photo day. And Doug's like hanging out with Skeeter for a little bit. And then like 30 seconds later, Mr. Bone's like, all right, last call for literally anyone who hasn't gotten their picture taken. It only Doug funny. <laughs> that means you funny. Yeah. So like Nobody like, in. The- Wait, hold on a goddamn second. Because they said that would be starting with Z and working their way up much earlier. Yeah. We know for a fact that Bebe is the heir to Bluff Co. Bebe yeah. is Bebe Bluff. B should have been called at some point in the interim there. My guess I found that. a logic hole in the 90s television fuck, show Doug. Fuck yeah, this is this is how we get them. This is how we take the show down. I thought they were I thought they were starting with Z and then going to the, uh, like, yeah. backwards. Yeah, so, I, so wouldn't, wouldn't funny happen before B Yeah, so the fact that we saw Bebe like running with Patty and then Oh the, yeah, yeah, that means she's done. You're right. Yeah. My guess is they just picked letters at random. <laughs> yeah. My guess is they didn't think about it. <laughs> yes. Also that. <laughs> I think they knew that uh that everyone's character name who's been explicitly stated, like Bebe's last name is implied but not explicitly stated, but everyone else's name. Uh, I think they actually thought about this because everyone else's name that we know is later in the alphabet than Doug. Just because I think they actually were like, man, how do we how do we make this work so that Doug goes last? I think they thought about that. Yeah. But they just they thought it. about it and did not think about it for longer than half of a second. Right. They didn't think about it for us lore heads. <laughs> yes. Right. Real heads. Real heads are logged on right now. <laughs> but yeah, so Doug is like, all right, I got to do it. He goes to get his picture taken. Uh, well, Skeeter tells him not to break the camera. Which to me is like meaner. Yeah, people saying the nose thing. I mean, they laugh about it, so I guess they figure it's a joke. But like, that's the exact sort of thing that would like set Doug off. Also, it is. We can tell that it's supposed to cause Doug pain because it is a source of humor. (laughs) That's been a (laughs) one-to-one solution here. True. Yeah. So he gets there and uh, he meets the guy taking the photos, who's like creepiest fucking dude yeah. Like, oh yeah I, literally i have in my notes you know the insmouth look this photographer has the catch to catch a predator look <laughs> yeah and he's like and then, super touchy like yeah, and then skeeter's shocked when he like hands doug off yeah like, since you guys both that still yeah yeah that yeah that's still... skeeter's just face while he's in the room with them like yeah. skeeter looks like absolutely horrified like additional note they didn't need to add this character Doug's no. dad's a fucking photographer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I completely didn't miss Holy that. Holy shit! Oh my god! They could have had a great like father-son bonding moment where his, yeah. he like, talks yeah. to his dad and says like, "Hey, I'm Son, worried when you it's take your my character picture. that matters. What's inside? Oh my yeah. god! Like, that's not a layup, miss. That's a you <laughs> forgot you were playing basketball. Yeah. That's a you can't, you don't know the alphabet when you're trying to be a writer, miss. That's a Jim Jenkins could not possibly imagine his own father being a source of support. <laughs> <laughs> parody, parody, not parody. actionable. Do not sue us. 
<laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, that's a good point. I totally forgot that his dad was a photographer. God, that would have been so... That would have worked so well. Yeah. Instead, we get this, like, weird touchy dude who, like, is making... He's blinding all the kids by, like, taking their photo and, like, with a way too bright flash that is, like, disorienting them as he, like, pushes them out of his office. Yeah, the scene is basically pointless. Like, okay, somebody animated this guy. I have to assume somebody's, like, cousin or brother needed work because that's the only explanation I can come up for this guy existing. He, like... It's very touchy feely with Doug to get him in like the perfect position with the photo, and then immediately Doug just leans forward when the photo gets taken. <laughs> yep, amazing. Man. Like so, then we cut to okay, it is an indeterminate number of days later, or later the same day. Who cares? And there's tension building music as the photos are handed out. And it's actually a pretty nice touch. You genuinely get the sense that Doug is absolutely fucking petrified of this. Then Doug looks at the photo and says, hey, it's me, and all tension is thwarted. Yes, Doug, that is what a photograph <laughs> is. <laughs> He's surprised about a photo of himself looking like himself. Amazing. Yes. And then, it. really quick, do you remember how I was wondering earlier that, this, like, since Bloatsburg might be a state, this might not be America? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I know it's America because they canceled the afternoon classes for photo swap day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, American education system hours at work. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Learn that at Plotsburg State. The tension then, because we are having this whole weird whipsaw of narrative, and nobody involved in this has the slightest understanding of how tension works, we reestablish the tension for Doug to trade photos with Patty, soft music plays, and Patty gives him a photo back. Skeeter comments, you scored big time, didn't you? Which, again, if we're giving Skeeter any slight amount of credit, is just a merciless fucking bird. <laughs> this is the closest you're going to ever get to fucking Doug. <laughs> but let me let me note that, like, uh, according to last year, Patty's photos were so hotly contested. But once again, she's sitting alone in this shot. And yeah. no one is, like, swapping photos with her. Like, maybe it's Skeeter's sad. just fucking with Doug. Yeah, maybe. He's, I like, trying to play it up. Yeah, it's the only conclusion that makes any sense. <sighs> Man. Also, um, Roger calls Skeeter skeet face, which I found amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's an insult that aged well. Oh, no. (laughs) (sighs) And then I was also like, when Doug is writing out, like, what he should say on the back of the post, the the photo, and he writes to Patty from Doug, I was, like, laughing about thinking him writing to Patty from Roger. Oh, shit! (laughs) (laughs) God damn, yes. he does it like 20 more times. <laughs> just rips his photos up in front of Patty. He's like, it's ruined. It's ruined. <laughs> oh, our spec script is going to be sent around probably by the end of the month. <laughs> so anyway, the show ends with... Hey, Skeeter, can I have one of your pictures? I can't, man. Well, why not? Dale ate them. Yum, yum, eat them up. <laughs> Uh, ah. So he doesn't have any. Which he brought Dale to elementary or what middle school? He like took Dale oh, out right. of daycare to bring him to wherever eleven-year-olds go to school to just like yes. hang out as his guardian. Um, and then Dale, further determined to own Doug forever, <laughs> bites him on the nose and breaks his nose. 
how many episodes so far have ended with like Doug being broken and writing in his journal? We have two. to have a show sanctioned laugh to round off the episode, and there's only one source of joy. Well, it's every episode if you take broken to mean like spiritually and <laughs> yeah. like, emotionally. Right. Every episode ends that way. So I have something written down in this as he's like writing in his journal with a broken nose. Is this? I can't believe this is an actual line. Yes, so like, I have it written down too. He says, uh, same. After all, Patty saved me from my big nose. And thanks to Dale, I think it's probably all the character I need for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just, all right. Good job, Doug. You're just thanking Patty for giving you the brush off and confident that you will never need to improve. Patty told me I have character, and then Dale, according to Dale, it's all the character I need for right now. Not only did they say fuck the moral up, but they fuck their fuck up of the moral up. <laughs> yep. That doesn't make any sense. And they also say, like, right before that, a picture is worth a, a thousand words, and this picture is worth, well, a lot. It's like amazing <laughs> writing. Amazing. So good. No, 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 no. Please, please, Sam, as Dale tells us, as we conclude the episode, eat him up, big nose, cruel man, yum yum, big, big, big nose, eat him up, eat him up, big nose. Just that for about 30 seconds because they hadn't padded this episode enough already. <laughs> yeah. Right. The chosen <laughs> child has tasted the blood of the sacrifice. <laughs> when he is come of age, Dale will hollow Doug out and live in him. <laughs> <laughs> this is my thesis. That's the last episode. It's just <laughs> Dale just making a Doug suit. Dale eating Doug's face. Look <laughs> to that in this episode. <laughs> Look forward to that in 200 more episodes, dear reader. Right. It's probably happens in the Disney version. <laughs> That's why yeah. everyone hated it so much. So it's like he probably has like a Mad Max fantasy. <laughs> It's probably people probably hate the Disney version because it's actually good. I'm that's yeah. I'm gonna put my put my, I, my chips on this. I yeah. feel like that's not a safe bet, Sam. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I think it's probably. I think it's it's probably the same quality. Just like I suspect. I, I think they fucked the tone up. Like yes. there's a very weird tone the show has that's semi consistent. I think they just fucked that part. Probably. Yeah. And, then and that's since the, the tone is literally yeah, the tone is literally the only thing the show has going for it. So if you fuck the tone up, you're left with wait. This show sucks, actually. <laughs> I also like that he thanks Dale. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to Dale. Like, he's thanking the child that bit him on the nose. And also the child that caused him the anxiety in the first like, place. Yeah. Well, the Thank child alpha on him early, and Doug <laughs> is just not capable of doing anything other than submitting before authority. <laughs> just whimpering with his behind in the air. <laughs> yeah. two-year-old. <laughs> Appropriate. Appropriate. Of course, sir. Oh, man. Thank you, sir. Eat him a big nose, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I picture Doug saying that. <laughs> yum, yum, eat him up indeed. Yes. That's quite, quite wise, sir. You're so smart, Dale. <laughs> oh, Dale, thank you. Christ. Oh, man. <laughs> So currently, the two smartest characters in the show are a two-year-old and a dog. Yep. That's Doug, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Oh, shit. That's good. 
Okay. <laughs> That's right. the end of the episode. Do you guys have any... Any closing thoughts? Oh, I, I don't know, man. I This one, it just I don't have anything else to say about it. Like, I, I think it just speaks for itself as in nothing happens again. Well, yeah, so the only thing I have to say about it, like I said, it's a pillar of my incel theory, but it's so... The evidence is so, like, fucking direct that there's nothing to, like, extrapolate on. It's just a one-for-one. One. Yeah, incel is obsessed over his face. This, sh- this episode is about obsession, and he doesn't actually learn what would break you out of that cycle. Nope. It's just like, oh, I, it, it's fine. Don't I worry mean, about this, right? Right? Yeah. You're right. Like, that's a good point, actually, for... um if this were to happen again, like if you were to find something, something else. else. And it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe they intentionally left this plot hole open so that they could have another episode. They right? didn't. <laughs> oh, no, like, we'll, we'll get to that episode, though. It's even worse. Man. All right, Jim, what do you got? <laughs> the interesting thing about this episode is for the first time, Doug has come up with an answer for the problem. It is the answer for every problem that he will be subjected to over the course of this show. I have full confidence. Maybe I'm just worrying about it too much. Correct. He had a moment of mm. realizing what the problem is and what his god wants the solution to be. <laughs> he, of course, learned nothing from it, but there is that flicker of maybe there is the possibility of change. I look forward to seeing that, no, no, there wasn't. You fool, you child, you moron. There will never be anything learned. So it's, perfect. it's not addressing uh, the root cause of his anxieties. It's not addressing uh, something that could be helped for future cases or like coping mechanisms. It's just, oh, I guess the answer is to stop thinking about it. Be happy. <laughs> and with that, dear readers, we'll leave you on this episode. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.